don't ever think your dollar doesn't matter because it does. The majority buying power literally has the ability to make cryptocurrency a huge success or a massive failure. What if I told you that you could live the life of your dreams? What if I told you that you learn a lot in high school and some of it's helpful, but none of it really prepares you for the real world? Where do you learn how to start your own business? How to pick a career? How to grow and excel by doing what you love and not what you were told? How to pay taxes and invest? Who teaches you how to win with your money and live your best life in the process? I do. You're listening to Mia Reveals. What's up, world? Hello again. We are back at it with another episode. If you are a returning listener, then welcome back. And if it's your first time here, then welcome to the show that is committed to helping you win with your money and live the life of your dreams. Today's episode is going to be fairly quick, I hope, as we continue to discuss investing. Episodes right now are currently centered around our investing crash course, and the topic of discussion has been investing in the stock market. So far, we have talked about how the market works, what approach works best when facing market crashes, uh, the difference between trading and investing, and a few other things. But in today's episode, I just want to compare and contrast a couple of different investment options as well as market options. Specifically, we are going to define stocks, bonds, forex, and crypto. So this shouldn't take long. Next week's episode will be more on options trading. I had a request for that on Instagram, so I'm actually kind of excited to oblige on that one. But that'll be next week. Options trading, annuities, may talk more about how to utilize mutual funds and index funds when investing for retirement. But then I really want to just move away from the stock market and really hone in on other investment alternatives. Investing in stocks and bonds and index funds is just one way to build your wealth, but there are others and I want to make sure that you know every way possible to win with your money so let's get into it first off stocks and I feel like we have covered this ad nauseum but as a refresher when you buy stocks or shares stocks and shares are one and the same they mean the same thing but when you own stock in a company you are now part owner of that company just like you can have equity in your home Your stock in a company speaks to your equity in that company. Whether you make or lose money is totally dependent on the success or failure of the company you invested in. If the company does well, then you can expect to benefit from that success. So the objective here is to purchase shares in a company that is going to take your investment and put it to good use. In one of my management courses, we learned that our objective in managing the finances of a public corporation is to maximize shareholder value. When you become a shareholder in a company, you want the company to increase your value so that your investment increases. A really good example is that movie, uh, No Good Deed. No, not No Good Deeds. What is it? Uh, A Family That Prays. I'm sorry. Anyway, throughout the movie, the sisters fight because they think their mom needs money or something like that. It's been a while since I've seen it. But the gist of it is it appears that the mom and her business are struggling financially. But at the end of the movie, she's sitting on the board of this company that she invested in a long time ago. And she owns a decent amount of shares. So because of her value in the company, she's actually very well off. So her daughter's like, mama, you're a millionaire? And mom just looked at her like, 
I guess so. The point is you can make great investment choices and just let them sit and earn money. It's called passive income. When your money is working for you when you sleep, you can just live your life knowing that you're sitting on millions and no one has to know. FYI, real wealth is real quiet. Now, that sort of outcome comes with investing. I've told you before that investing is a long-term project. You should go into it expecting to purchase, diversify, and hold. But if you choose to actively trade on the market, that means that your aim is to buy low and sell high, and you buy and sell company shares in that manner more frequently versus playing the long game of investing. When you do that, your success depends on more than just the success of the company. It depends on the type of stock you own, what's going on in the market overall, just a lot of different factors. Like who's got hot Twitter fingers that day or what's on the news? Honestly, sometimes it feels like the market goes in whatever direction the wind is blowing. But I'm getting off topic again, I'm sorry, but bottom line, trading is short term. It involves relying on short term price fluctuations. Day trading is a type of trading that requires you to buy and sell even more quickly, but all trading in general involves more risk, more fees, and you pay more in taxes. Whereas for my buy and hold investors, you've got more flexibility and you pay less in transaction fees and capital gain taxes. I went into slightly more detail in the difference between trading and investing in the last episode, but that's a pretty good overview, which should help you understand how stocks earn you money. If you hold on to the stock, um, then you can benefit from dividends as well. That's just when a company is doing well, they can choose to distribute those earnings as dividends. But when you participate in trading, you earn money through capital gains, which is just the gain you realize when you sell for a higher price than you bought the stock for. Now, moving on to bonds, they differ from stocks because these are not technically investments. When you buy bonds in a company or a government or a federal agency, you are loaning them money. When you buy stocks, you are giving the company the money. You are investing in their growth. When you purchase bonds, you're letting the company or the agency know, look, I'm gonna need you to run me back my coins when this is all over. The same way you get a car loan from a bank, a company can get a loan from you, only they pay you interest instead of the other way around. That's how you make money with bonds, through interest. So when you purchase bonds, you are not a stockholder, you are a stakeholder, meaning your money is at stake, honey. When you invest it, you accept the risk that you may gain or you may lose, but that money is gone to do one way or the other or one thing or the other. But when you loan the money, you fully expect to get your money back. I will tell you this, as a stakeholder, you are also a creditor to that company. Never thought you'd be on that end of the deal, did you? But if a company files bankruptcy, they are legally bound to pay their creditors first, as much as they can anyway. If there is anything left, then some stockholders may get something back, but typically if the company goes under, creditors get first dibs and shareholders are basically left in the dust. So because bonds are more or less guaranteed, but not really, I hate to use the word guaranteed when talking about investing, but because they are more or less guaranteed, they are less risky. There is still some risk like what we just said, and then there's also interest rate risk, but because there is less risk, you can also expect less of a return. Interest rates of bonds are typically lower than return rates on stocks. If you have a stock that has the same return rate as a bond, 
you'd be better off just purchasing the bond. There is no need to face the risk of the stock market if you're going to earn the same return from a bond that is quote unquote guaranteed to give you your money back plus interest. There is a lot more that can be covered on this topic. Bonds can really be an episode all on its own. But again, this is just a basic overview. I repeat, this is just a basic overview. I will tell you this though, when interest rates rise, the price of bonds generally fall and vice versa. When interest rates are on a downward slope, bond prices bond prices typically rise. Believe it or not, people try to time interest rates for bonds the same way they try to time the stock market for investing and the same applies for both. Don't, you can't time the market. When it comes to Forex, let me start by telling you what it is not. If you are approached to pay money to someone in order to learn about Forex or invest in Forex, then run fast in the opposite direction. If you have to pay a quote unquote broker and then recruit other people in order to get paid, that is a multi-level marketing scheme, AKA a pyramid scheme that has absolutely nothing to do with investing. Forex is a legitimate investment option, but that ain't it. Forex is short for foreign exchange. And just like the stock market is the market for exchanging stocks and bonds and other securities, Forex is the market for exchanging national currencies, hence foreign exchange. It is separate from the stock market and you are literally trading one currency for another. Why? How is this beneficial? Well, just like company values change, currency values change as well. I've lived in a couple of other countries and the exchange rate between the US dollar and the currency in that country would change daily. I used to be really good actually at calculating which currency was better when it came to making daily transactions. And I'd even make a profit from your deal every now and then if I was able to sell the currency back or exchange it for a higher rate. And I, I lost some money too. There was definitely a learning curve, but I didn't even realize at the time what I was doing is actually a thing. But you know what they say, if you don't lose it, you lose. If you don't use it, you lose it. But basically just like you can place bets on whether or not a company's stock will increase, the foreign exchange is where you can essentially place bets on currencies. Participants in the Forex market can use this platform to diversify their portfolios, hedge against international currencies, and even protect themselves from interest rate risk. Um, let's use the Euro and the dollar for an example. If I buy Euro at one rate, meaning I take my US dollars and exchange them for Euro at that buy position, if the price of that Euro increases, then I can sell it back for more US dollars than I started with. Does that make sense? Vice versa, if I think the price of the euro is going to go down, then I sell it. Like I sell the euro for American dollars. And if I'm right, then I can buy it back at a lower price. So if I sell euro for $100 and the euro goes down, I can buy that exact same amount in euro back, but for less than $100, I get to keep the difference. Interesting fact about the Forex market is it never closes. It is the only non-stop trading market in the world and is only conducted electronically. There is no central marketplace for the foreign exchange like there is the stock market. And just like there are multiple investment strategies for stocks and bonds, there are also strategies for Forex. But again, this is just a general overview. I will cover these topics at large only upon request. 
If you want to know more, then hit me up on Instagram or my website. The links are in the show notes. But for the purpose of this episode, I am just covering the types of investment options out there and the different markets. Last and probably least, in my opinion, is the crypto market. Cryptocurrencies are digital assets. There are now over a thousand different cryptocurrencies available. I think Bitcoin is the most popular, but it has definitely birthed a lot of crypto babies. The market for cryptocurrencies is still fairly new, meaning it is highly volatile and very risky meaning it is unreliable, it is inconsistent, unstable, rapidly changing, uncertain. You get where I'm going with this? It blows my mind how many people will forego investing in the stock market, which has been around and is tested and tried, but will jump on a new digital coin without asking any questions. Just pass go, don't even collect the $200. What, what sense does that make? It's not real currency, meaning it's not legal tender. There are no laws that require companies or individuals to accept them. Bitcoin is limited only to the countries, businesses, or people who are willing to accept them. Hear me clearly. If no one accepts Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency for that matter, then they become worthless. Do you remember what we talked about when we discussed avoiding tricky investment advice? People push crypto like it's sold in a little baggie on the street because if no one buys it, then it's worthless. Don't ever think your dollar doesn't matter because it does. The majority buying power literally has the ability to make cryptocurrency a huge success or a massive failure. That alone to me, unless I've just got the money to blow and can't find anywhere else to waste it, crypto just ain't it. It's right up there with day trading and mining for gold. There's a lot of risk in addition to all of the above, but the trading platforms are very hackable. The transactions are riddled and fraud and theft. I feel like I wake up to a new news report of something new going on with the crypto market. Um, you know how your bank can insure your money, like they can safeguard it against theft. There's no such thing for crypto. If you think stock market prices fluctuate, you should check out Bitcoin. But if you just have the money to waste, then just so you know, if news gets out about fraudulent crypto activities, the prices will plummet. So be on the lookout for that. If the news announces banks that are unwilling to accept the digital currency, the prices are going to plummet. So look out for that. As always, if the demand increases, so will the price. So if you buy low and all of a sudden it's in the news or social media everywhere, then expect a price increase. You can ride the wave until it levels out or you can sell as soon as the price gets to a decent profit level for you. Y'all, I cannot believe that I am giving I am offering advice for this insanity, but I mean, I guess I gotta stay fair. It's your money, and if I were your personal financial advisor, I would definitely recommend so many other investment options before I even glance at crypto. But if this is something that you wanted to do, I would help you and advise you in the best possible way to do this. And I dare anyone to say that I don't know what I'm talking about. There are a lot of crypto bullies and crypto advocates, but I research and analyze with the best of them. So come get some, but like, let's not. Y'all, it's late and I'm tired and this definitely went so much longer than I expected. So let's just wrap it up. If you have questions, suggestions, if you have requests for additional topics, I read and respond, even if it's just a heart. But every comment on Instagram, I will get back to you. 
I respond to your messages. You can find me at Mia underscore reveals underscore YT. My website is literally a hub for pretty much everything, MiaReveals.com. And please check me out on YouTube, new video releasing this weekend. So go show us some love and subscribe to Mia Reveals. Until the next time, guys, good night.